What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech in Shanghai podcast. I know it's been a super long time since the last episode. I don't really have a good excuse for you. I'd like to say, or it is because of an extremely busy work and travel schedule, but at the end of the day, that's that's not an excuse, or it's a poor one.、Um, scheduling the type of guests that we get on this show can sometimes be difficult with you know both parties having really busy schedules. But、uh, again, not not sufficient excuse. So I am from this point on going to do better to get more stuff out there. I really enjoy having these conversations, and、uh, I at least hope some of you listening do as well. So、uh, this summer, I'm going to try to do more. That's my promise to you.、Uh, today on the show, we have Brian Tam of Let's Make Great.、Um, I actually didn't know Brian for very long prior to having him. On the show, he、um, he piqued my interest with the、um, fascinating, well thought out, well articulated posts that he was putting on on WeChat on a daily basis, and they were kind of on the subjects of inspiration and entrepreneurship,、um, self improvement, that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of stuff out there that I generally、uh, I don't want to say don't like, but it doesn't really resonate with me.、Um, And it's it's fairly similar to a lot of the other stuff, but Brian's caught me my attention because it was it was different. It was a bit、uh, more lengthy, but really well articulated. You could tell he was coming from a place of of genuine understanding, and it wasn't preachy、uh, at all. You know, I、um, lately I've just been thinking, and I think this is partially because it's my style. But you know, so many people. Uh, on that kind of, you know, people that want to speak out and and share their insights, I think they mean well, but it comes in the form of of、um, statements rather than、uh, questions and sharing,、uh, and so that's what piqued my interest with Brian. Then I I looked into him a bit more.、Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's the founder of a, a, a creative agency innovation company that's called the Let's Make Great. They recently. Uh, Kickstarted a project called Proto,、um, which we get into on the show. A very interesting project.、Um, he's done a number of TED talks and just generally a, a very interesting guy and、uh, recognizable on the the entrepreneurship scene here in Shanghai. So I wanted to have him on.、Um, I'll warn everyone before we get going to this episode. It's not so much about、mm, you know tactics. And entrepreneurial experience in China,、uh, we do get into that a little bit towards the end, in terms of if you are,、uh, and, and in, in particular if you're an entrepreneur who's not yet in China, or if you're someone who is not yet an entrepreneur and not yet in China, but you're looking at it and you're thinking about it.、Um, there's some great advice that Brian gives, and we discuss at the end of the show. But a lot of this is just me satisfying my interest to have interesting discussions with interesting people. And I knew it would be one of those because of the the content that Brian was putting out, excuse me, on WeChat on a daily basis, and that's what it turned into. Just you know, two like-minded individuals just kind of jamming about、um, a lot of different stuff. You know,、uh, motivation in general,、um, meaning and fulfillment, fulfillment in work.、Um, you know, I know a lot of people are in the situation. That Brian was actually in, and he came to China originally to teach because of a, you know, not very much clarity or direction in what he wanted to do. That turned into a couple, you know, steps up to the plate and and swings and misses. Not that he didn't learn anything, but you know, he didn't really find what he was was looking for. And then after you know、um, some time and 
um, a lot of different experience. He found that thing that, that really set him on fire, and that's what he's doing now. And one of the th- one of my questions in the interview was, you know, if, if today, if tomorrow was your last day to live, uh, what would you do? And he answered, you know, I would do nothing differently. I would just wake up and have my normal day. And you know, such a beautiful answer, and and so indicative of someone who's even though has lots left to accomplish in terms of ambitions just is, uh, is, you know, knows that they're on the right track, knows that they wake up every day, um, putting themselves um, genuinely into their work and into their relationships and interactions. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a beautiful answer and a really admirable goal, something I think about a lot, you know, so that regardless of what happens in life and, and you know, heaven forbid, uh, it gets cut short prematurely, but you know when the moment comes, you can. Whenever it comes, you can you can have some degree of of contentment and satisfaction that you know you were doing, you were living it on your terms. And I think a lot of us are probably not in the situation where we could answer that way. And this conversation with Brian, I think, will provide um, at least some food for thought on on maybe um, how to get closer to that step by step as you move through your career and your lives. That's about it. You know, it was a really enjoyable conversation. I haven't done one of these in a while, so if I say things like like and you know a lot, then uh, I apologize apologize if that becomes annoying. Um, But like I said, I love doing these. It was a fantastic chat with Brian. I really hope to do more uh, over the summer. So um, without further ado, I'll just say it's good to have you back, and uh, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Tech in Shanghai podcast, the Pearl of the Orient. Shanghai is the city of the future. All systems go full steam ahead. It never stops. Technology, innovation, ambition. It's everywhere. Join us as we explore this new world and talk to the people making it happen. The Tech in Shanghai podcast. The future is now. Ready to go? Yep. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. So um, we were just catching up prior to pressing record here and basically saying that we haven't really exchanged verbal words Nothing. before. We've, we've a little bit yeah. of chatting back and forth on WeChat, and <laughs> um, this is the first time we have the chance to speak. And I'm excited about it primarily because, yeah. and we just said this as well, but you, um, I guess I know you from a group in WeChat that's kind of about entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. figuring things out and helping right. each other. And... Uh, but you've recently, or as long as I've been connected with you, you've been putting out um, daily, I guess, mm-hmm. maxims or thoughts or mm-hmm. whatever, and about pretty much everything. Not yeah. strictly entrepreneurship, but right. self-development and you know, ways of thinking, behavior, mm-hmm. insecurity, confidence, creativity, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I, I really enjoy that stuff in general, right. like hearing that stuff and, and, and reading about that kind of stuff. But it was so well articulated. Cool. I feel they are so well articulated that I thought, well, this guy probably knows a thing or two or would at least make for an interesting conversation. So <laughs> that's why, uh, purely why I invited you to come on the show today. And then I looked into a bit of your, your story and what you're doing, and mm-hmm. there's some cool stuff there as well. So Thanks. first of all, thank you. And second of all, why don't we just jump right in, and uh, why don't you tell me about what these WeChat posts are about? Because I'm, sure. I'm curious as why they're coming out every day and why they're so good. <laughs> Uh, they're actually a pure experiment. Uh, it was all unintentional, even in the beginning. And I didn't have a concept or a theme on what I should be doing and if I was going to be doing it right or anything like that, uh, very similar to what you're talking about with this 
this show, mm-hmm. right? And so it was. It started off in uh, Spring Festival earlier this year during Chinese New Year. We had a long holiday, nothing to do. Um, but I like work, and I always like to you know keep my mind going. So even though I was home in Shanghai, uh, my girlfriend and I were just chilling, nothing to do all day. Bang out some content, right? right? <laughs> that, that's my idea of a holiday. Sure, and so I'm with you. <laughs> uh, you know, I just started accumulating uh, a few of these graphics and just purely abstract um, visual graphics, right? Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I was like, okay, maybe I can turn it into uh, word art, and then I started going from there. Right. Um, but the context on that is, I'm not a designer, right? Right. I'm not a designer. I'm just a guy who likes uh, who likes inspiration, who likes ideas, who likes to share. Yeah. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be a good way to do that? And so that was basically the the kickoff point for these daily posts and we're mm-hmm. about at 100 now so crazy it's been a, a good and run like what's your process for actually articulating them because i imagine it's not mm-hmm. like open up moment post on wechat and just write it out like it yeah. seems like there's some thought that goes into yeah. it right it's it's well thought out and it's also well articulated so you. what's your process there from taking mm-hmm. idea and then art- and writing it down and you so know, uh, the visual side, there's two sides. There's a, the text and mm-hmm. then the visual side, right? The visual sides come first uh, 99% of the time. Really? And uh, I have that all uh, – these are basically like the the life rules that I have, right? Mm-hmm. Or the ideas that I like to keep in mind or re- remember for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wake up in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'll, I'll just write this down. Or I'll jot out on my notebook or if I, if I really you know feel like – I need to get on the computer. I'll do it on the computer right away. Right. And it's all done in Keynote, right? And so it's super fast, as quick as possible. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, I have the ideas. Uh, and I have a list of probably like two, three hundred, you know, I don't even know how many now, uh, raw ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I take that those raw ideas, refine them a little more visually, and then I have a set of 10 or so that I'm going to post over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. But the actual words... Those are on the day. Those are all like right here, right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And so just how do I make this post that I've been thinking about relevant for me right now and for the people around me right. uh, on WeChat? Did and, you, did and you post one today? Yeah. Today was about uh, – Can you read it? Just real quick? It? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it today, but cool. we'll give everyone an example of what, what I'm talking about. So there's a visually there's a four lines yeah. right a bar chart basically and it says uh, staff managers CEO and entrepreneur right mm-hmm. and they're all broken down into uh, different categories yeah. and so I say I truly feel that all of us must have a grasp of these four concepts vision strategy tactics and tasks when one is out of balance or missing according to their role the whole organization starts to get dysfunctional. Or when we're not in our natural role, i.e. a future CEO in a staff's position, then there's high dissatisfaction for that individual. This graphic, of, tor- of course, is an oversimplification. There, there are a million mixes, and your role in your organization will likely be different. This is just a general reference point, which I hope might guide you to adjust your team's action, actions if things are a bit off. Mm-hmm. And so it's a comparison of these four roles and what they should be working on, what right. each person should be uh, considering, yeah, right, and so this one, um, I, again, another one of these three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, f- you know, a week ago, uh-huh. starting to bubble up, and uh, I have a rough version, then I have a, a refined version, right. then I have uh, this one, and even this morning, a few seconds before I'm posting, I'm adjusting details, right, yeah, uh, and then I, I'll write the text uh, when I have some, when I, when I feel it, and yeah. so that's the hard part. 
And what kind of feel like? Because I don't think we're connected with many of the same people on WeChat. So I see a couple things. And mm-hmm. for people that aren't familiar with WeChat, you can only see comments and likes by people that are connected to both of you, right? Exactly. M- mutual contacts. So mm-hmm. do people respond well to this? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, over time, it's gotten less. Uh, because really? I think people have gotten habituated to it. Well, and something right. comes out any day, every right. day, right? And you're like, yeah. okay, well, I'll only click on the ones I like. Because <laughs> I know that because people are telling me, hey, I don't click like on everyone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but so that for me, I have to hack that. I'm like, how do I get them to re-engage, uh-huh. right? Because I want that re-engage, right? I want them to, be, I want to know if it's resonating, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it has been resonating. I know because people are coming up and physically telling me mm-hmm. that they're reading it and they're, it, finding it interesting and it's changing the way of thinking, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the feedback mechanism or the, the impact, uh, how, how I feel, uh, the, the, what's it called? The feedback loop is. Yeah. How are you so, doing and yeah. how, how they're, how, exactly. what kind of impact they're having. Um, now in asking that question, I skipped over the whole reason why you probably have these thoughts and the kind of spring and source from which they, they come. Mm-hmm. So without, you know, the oh, full right. life yeah. story, right? right. Just give right. me like, you know, the five minute up to here, right? Because mm-hmm. I understand you've been in China for a while now. Yep. You're from the U.S. originally. Right. But, you know, we've all got our China story. Mm-hmm. So why don't you mm-hmm. give me yours and then lead us up to where we're at now and the kind of work you're doing? Sure. Uh, I came here in 2007. I came here as an English teacher, not knowing what I was going to be doing, how I was going to be uh, progressing with my career. At that point, I was 23, right. 24 years old, 2007. A lot of young and, people right? in the same boat, right? Yeah. That come to China. And I uh, didn't know, but... Uh, took that chance and it didn't work out, <laughs> right? I mean, obviously, it's not what I wanted to be doing, but uh, through reflection, I figured out I actually wanted to be uh, inspiring people and being an example of creativity for others, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the short version. Knowing how that happened or going through the whole process was really painful and uh, quite quite confusing and quite frustrating, right? Yeah. So I think that's why now I want to be sharing that a little yeah, bit yeah. too. Um, so English teaching, then I went to marketing role in a small training company. And uh, there I learned about executive coaching, NLP, uh, hypnosis, self-development, all these kind of things, mm-hmm. right? And which I was already interested in, but there it became a more formalized situation, a formalized uh, training ground. Mm-hmm. I took that and I realized that, hey, uh, these are all great things to know, but I don't really – it's not my passion. My passion is creativity and entrepreneurship. What if I combined those theories with my passions mm-hmm. and – uh, shared that, and also my skill as a trainer, as an English trainer, yeah. and uh, and not about English training, but training skills in general, and turn that into this business, which is called Let's Make Great, which is what I've been doing for the past four years now, mm-hmm. and it's a training and consulting company that helps individuals and companies on improving their ideas. And you know something you you mentioned there, which I think is is probably relevant to a lot of people, and this might be hard to answer, but was there a time uh, in that journey? You know, because I feel like a lot of, especially young people that come to China, you know, not your your typical expat who's brought here, but like, you know, someone who comes for adventure yeah. and like yeah. scrapes by for a while until yeah. they find their stride, like, you know, one or two swings at the bat and then <laughs> like on the second or third, they, they find something. But um, and or, some, or sometimes seven, seven, eight years, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those sometimes an intermission really long, in between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like throughout that journey, was there a point, you know, because I think these days, a lot of people are kind of grappling with that, like not fully satisfied here and what mm-hmm. I'm doing, mm-hmm. whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. Definitely like have some thoughts about the kind of feelings I want to be having, mm-hmm. 
don't exactly know how that maps to the world at large and other forms of earning a living and mm -hmm. all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Was there a moment like, you know, and I've watched some of your TED talks and looked at, you know, looked into your company and stuff and clearly you've, and I think this is a lifelong process. Yeah. Like I hope yeah. when I'm 80, yeah. um, I wake up even happier than when I'm 79 or right. when I'm at 78. Like it's always, you'll always be chipping away, mm -hmm. but it seems like you've kind of found, you've leveled up in like kind of congruency between mm -hmm. what gets you off and what sets mm -hmm. you on fire and what you're able to do to earn a living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people struggle not with the execution of that, even though that's super hard as well, but like just, just knowing, just yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. Was there a yeah. point for you where like shit wasn't working and then yeah. you like that there was an inflection point where like, oh, right. maybe this. Right. Or even like you mentioned that you're really into creativity, innovation, entrepreneurship, right. where that – where you – those words crystallize because uh -huh. even just having that is a huge right. advantage. You're right? right. You're right. It's total like figuring out that there's a, there's, this is a thing, mm. right? I remember uh, when I was in college, uh, I went to a workshop and I saw this guy speaking in, in front and uh, giving us uh, exercises and, and leading us through uh, frameworks and theories. And I was like, that's so cool. That's exactly what I want to be doing. Uh, but he was actually training us to do something else. Right. And, and it was a whole uh, different thing. It took whatever that is, seven, eight, nine, ten years later before I realized that's what I want to be doing. Right. So right. was there like <laughs> so, in, in the in the shitty part? Yeah. Like yeah. prior to that, uh -huh. like and you know where you just you kind of wake up and you're like, this isn't it. I know this isn't it. This uh -huh. isn't like what it was. There. Do you remember a point where it changed? And you're like, ah, that might be it. I think actually a lot of people already know what they want to be doing. Uh -huh. They don't admit it. Right. So did that happen to you? Yeah, I. It's all subconscious, right? Uh -huh. And so you, I see that, I recognize it, I resonate with it, and I, I go that um, that that guy Joe, uh, ten years ago, or what? No, it was even more than that. Now, when I was look in the work in that workshop, I was like, that's really cool. It, there's an energy. It it feels right. That's what I want to be doing. And then since then, I was kind of chasing it or trying to find bits and pieces of it, not really, uh, not finding it so specifically until. Um, it, it just started to come together. Like I had to experience all these different things. So English teaching was a little bit like that, but not really. Right. right? It was like the wrong topic, mm -hmm. but the skill or the context, the context was right. Guy in a classroom, interacting with people, mm -hmm. uh, making them positive and happy. Right. That's cool. But then going into then uh, the, the leadership and training company there, I saw, okay, here are the theories. Right. So now I'm starting to get some of the, the theories, but mm -hmm. then the wrong context, I was doing the marketing right. that wasn't right. And I was working for other people that also wasn't right for me because I knew, Hey, I have my own ideas. Why aren't I doing my own thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, uh, some shit happened. Uh, some friends of mine or a friend of mine, one of my best friends passed away. Uh, he was 39 years old, 10 years older than me, than me at that time, super healthy triathlons, um, just got married, top of his game, just started his own business. Everything was perfect. Right. And, uh, in, in America uh -huh. and uh, passed away, right? One month after getting married. And you go, wait a second, that's not right. Mm. And it, if it can happen to him when he's at the top of his game, then me, when I'm kind of like struggling, pissed off, angry at the world and angry at my boss and angry at my, my, my teammates and angry at myself, right? Well, that should be happening to me. I mean, he's the one who's doing stuff, right? right. You know? Yeah. And so once I started thinking about death, then all those things I talked about clicked. All right. Yeah. So technical difficulties. Um, Welcome back. Yeah, you were, you were talking about, I think, basically, and I, this happens in many different ways when we get older. I'll share my own example in a yeah. sec. But, like, you know, you see someone who's doing everything right mm -hmm. and who's a good person and mm -hmm. 
who bad stuff is not supposed to happen to, and mm-hmm. then it does. And I'm sure that causes a lot of emotions, particularly if it's a close friend. But yeah. like one of just like, well, what am I complaining about? Like mm-hmm. I'm here mad at myself just because I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to be doing. That's kind yeah. of the, like, yeah. I get it, but it's yeah. a stupid form of anger because like, <laughs> what's holding you back? Well, you, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, so that's what we were talking about, but go on and finish your thought. And No, that's basically it. You know, I mean, uh, I was also in a relationship at that time and that's always a good motivator. You know, yeah. it, was, it was like time to get your shit together. Um, I didn't in time. And, uh, and that, so that relationship didn't work out, but that's fine. Moved on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, those, all these kind of influences subtly over time accumulated. And I think also it's part of maturity and uh, having those ideas come to fruition in your own mind mm-hmm. and realizing basically why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you chasing the ideas that you're chasing? So why did I go in, why did I come to China? Yeah. That was a big question for me. Um, why did I do English teaching? Why did I go into a leadership training company? Yeah. Why did I choose that particular leadership training company? And why am I friends with those people that I really like? Why am I friends with uh, this mentor? Or why do I choose this mentor? And so once I realized all those whys and the, the intention that I had in my heart subconsciously for each of these things, mm-hmm. then it started to uh, come together. Yeah. And I saw that this was the idea I was chasing, which then I just funneled into Let's Make Great. So, like, and I understand, you know, I'm sure it's not a eureka moment with this yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. but once those started coalescing into yeah. an overall feeling, right. was there relief? Like, were you like, you know, relieved at it was what was to come next and excitement? It was, it was just excitement. Just it was excitement. like, all right, here, I have this idea and everything started to be like, all right, I could do that, I could do this. And then all these things started to happen. Yeah. And then it was just, when am I actually going to do it? Yeah. Right? And uh, that took another, I tried another company. I started a company with a friend, a fast, not fast, a healthy delivery company, uh-huh. a healthy food delivery company. It didn't work out. It was too early. Yeah. Uh, and we, our hearts weren't in it, but, there was another question. There's another place where I asked myself, why? Why did I want to help my friend start this company? In my heart, I wanted to experiment with being, uh, just starting a company. Yeah. Cool. I thought I was, I, I was, in my heart, I wanted to experiment with starting my own company. Yeah. And also uh, use that as an experiment, as, as my first client almost. Right. And that's, I was like, wait, why am I trying to get my first client? I don't even have a company yet. Right. And so then I was like, well, what am I trying to do then? And so those whys, asking myself these questions about my, my subconscious intent, yeah. started to peel away. And I, I found the core of my mission, basically, mm-hmm. the core of my purpose. Yeah. And where are you at in that now? Because like, yeah. like I just said, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think if you're, like, you're always can sharpen the knife more, right? Yeah. So like, you know, when, when I in, both talk about this and when I think it in reference to my own life, like, when I was younger, I thought, like, Mm-hmm. there's a thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like once I start doing that mm-hmm. thing I'm happy everything mm-hmm. works out and it's all good mm-hmm. but then I was like well no that's a bit like what because yeah. if you get to that thing right. well obviously you're going to want to know what's after that thing or what's better than that thing or what mm-hmm. you know all that stuff so you know I, I see it more of like it's fine if you're unhappy and fulfilled whatever what you're doing mm-hmm. and instead of thinking about like well, what's the thing to move to next just make sure it's a closer approximation mm-hmm. of giving you more of those feelings that you want, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's connection with others or fulfillment right. or passion in your work or whatever. Right. Right. So you're how old are you now? Uh, 33. 33. So right. like, 
to what degree you know do you tick a lot of those boxes and what are you still kind of yearning for Mm -hmm. personally and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about some of the work that let's make great has done yet or thus far after but sure i mean that 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 question is really really hard um part of the thinking is that first the, the short answer is i'm extremely happy i can't be happier it's like uh it's a, f- a switch flipped for uh-huh. me uh, some some years ago where I don't it's not a problem anymore I've internalized everything that I need to internalize and I just try to get more of it but I don't need to get I don't need to I, right. it's just wherever it is I can make it for myself right um, and so the how that happened is instead of chasing a thing being the thing that I already am mm-hmm. and then just being myself in all these different contexts so uh, helping helping a friend as as this consultant character that I wanted to, to play, and I just started to do that, and I realized that was that was the most natural version of me. I didn't have to think, I didn't have to try, I didn't have to um, get educated to do it. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I just needed to do it. And so, I, if I did that all the time, right, with everyone in my sleep, then that would be pretty wonderful. That's that's where I'm at now. Though <laughs> yeah. I wait, I I literally cannot think anything but positivity. It's terrible to be around <laughs> but I, like i said i wake up with these ideas and i go to sleep with these ideas of positivity yeah. about ideas that need to be heard yeah. about ideas that need to be shared about ways of thinking that can fix our our basically the filters on our eyes uh-huh. right the filter on our, on our, our in our brains right and so all those things need to be peeled away need such, to be such as filter um, over our eyes and brain an example would be I need to do this podcast so so I can get my name out there, right? So right. it's kind of manipulative. Yeah. I have no, you know, I, I had zero idea what kind of audience you had or yeah. um, who your audience was. I just thought, hey, this is a cool guy. Let's, let's jam and see what happens, yeah. right? But some people see, hey, he's trying to take your time. You should be getting paid for that. <laughs> you should be you should be vetting his, uh, his podcast. You should be doing this and right. doing that, right? But no, it's putting yourself out there first. Yeah. Uh, and... Doing it with a pure intention and trying to get that positive, uh, giving positivity rather than seeing everything with a negative lens, yeah. right? And so that, to me, took a long time to switch, yeah. right? Because it was so easy. You know, where where'd you grow up? Canada. Canada. Okay, yeah. so Newfoundland. New, what? Okay. what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from New Jersey, and in New Jersey on the East Coast, we're really, really like cynical, really sarcastic, really kind of like negative, and that just. And, and we think it's funny. It we think it's cool, right? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually a, a deficiency or a defect, I think. Now, yeah. uh, and it's about your insecurity. And so, you know, you 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 front, you show that you're going to be this big character when in actuality you're not, right? right? And so that are, is another one of those mental uh, filters that need to be removed. Yeah, uh, and that's really what I'm trying to get at is clearing out the filters in my mind yeah. to really seeing who I am. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's why I resonated so much with the content you were putting on WeChat and why I knew this would be a good chat because clearly in my mind, yeah. having pursued a lot of similar things, mm-hmm. you know, maybe through different avenues in different ways, but like knowing when you read something like that, like, oh, this is one of my people. Like, you yeah, know, you can yeah, kind of, it yeah. kind of tunes in like that thought process, right. that way of articulating things right. like, okay, I, you know, I need to have that conversation. Um, and, you know, I get what you mean totally. And I was just speaking with a friend today about 
you know, cause it's so con- – I'm sure you have these all the time, uh-huh. especially in Shanghai. There's a lot of young people here. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. calls it a fast and stressful city, which I guess it is. But if you compare it to, like, other big cities, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it's that much faster or more stressful. I mean, it's kind of – there's a lot of right. – you know, for a city of this size, it, it can be pretty, like, low-key yeah. and kind of yeah. slow, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, you know, everybody is, is, is like – there's angst. There's a lot of angst. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. people – Maybe they are working extremely hard, but they know it's not like mm-hmm. what they want to be doing. And right. there's there's a certain level of unhappiness, and there's right. probably a lot of unhealthy methods of dealing wrong. with that. You know, yeah. release valve on the weekend, drugs, right. alcohol, right. that kind of right. stuff. Um, and uh, I just like you mentioned, you wake up and it's like easy, or you 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 the first little taste you got of like something coming naturally, mm-hmm. you ha- you wanting to start that business with with your friend because like oh. Like I want to, I want to help them, mm-hmm. and that came naturally. And then you were like, "Well, why don't I just mm-hmm. do that?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that is like I asked you before. You know, how do people like make those level ups or leaps right. to get to a place? I think that is one of the keys. Like, right. what do you do that uh-huh. just comes naturally yeah, that you don't exactly. have to stress about right, right. that you don't have to prep for? Right, right. And like, you know, unfortunately, I feel like so many of us we're filtered through a system where you're kept on a, uh-huh. on a fairly narrow path mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're not, it's actually discouraged to mm-hmm. explore those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what's really exciting now is education is changing mm-hmm. and it's being, yeah, finally. And it's, and still slowly, but right. it's, it's happening. Right. And those things are being prioritized better or uh-huh. more often uh-huh, uh-huh. because, you know, you, you meet so many people and all they've ever done is test take and, mm-hmm. you know, crunch numbers. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. say, well, Hey, just do what comes naturally. They're right. like, fuck you. Like, I, I don't know what comes naturally. Like, right, right. what comes naturally is doing what right. I'm asked to do and right. then getting wasted on the weekend or something like that, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, yeah. but I, you know, and so this is why I was kind of digging into like, was there a point on the journey where that uh-huh. kind of hit and stuff? Uh-huh. And I think you partially answered it just in that, like, you, yep. you, one, I think you have to have faith in the process. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get, like, if even if you're in a shitty situation, keep digging down on who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Trying to mm-hmm. figure that out more. That figure why, that out more. That's what I'm calling the why. Yeah, like, re- peeling it back. Exactly, because the more you know, peeled back that is, mm-hmm. when you encounter the thing, mm-hmm. the more you'll resonate with it. Yeah. The more you'll be able to yeah. engage in it, right? Right. right. Um, but you know, and so I, you know, that's kind of what I hear a lot of people saying. And so it's a personal development piece, but right. it's also trying to not like overthink it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that that, that has been on the top of my mind the last couple of years is, you know, feeling a lot more overthinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you're in, in any situation yep. with regards to your career, yep. interpersonal relationships, whatever, mm-hmm. but like trusting the feeling, the energy, the mm-hmm. intuition, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, over like what you're kind of taught to do or what yeah. your parents might have showed you yeah. do like well list the pros list right. the cons right. think it out and you but know the funny thing is that people don't even know what they're feeling i ask so many people like how are you feeling about this they say i think it is a good thing for me or it right. will be uh, net positive like 20 percent higher i'm like what do you feel what yeah. the feel like it's, it's a question of emotions of totally. of uh, of an energy this thing is really hard to uh, to, to describe it's abstract yeah. but they don't even they can't they don't have that awareness into into this uh, other side of them, yeah. Or it's just been so dulled, so turned down that they can't tap into it. They need to, to tune back into it. And I think you know, I really feel this change in education that we're yeah. seeing, and you know, which is, I mean, I'm I'm super happy about it. I'm also uh-huh. super jealous that uh-huh. I'm not five right. years old right. and can be put through that. Right. But you know, I think more. 
because people hear intuition sometimes mm-hmm. and they think like that's woo woo you're a weirdo sort of yeah, thing yeah. but it's not at all right. intuition is just subconscious pattern mm-hmm. recognition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not consciously thinking about it mm-hmm. but somewhere in your brain it's mm-hmm. compiling your previous experiences mm-hmm. and the other information and mm-hmm. data you have mm-hmm. and giving you a sense without exactly. it being a conscious thought exactly, yeah. which to me yeah. seems like you know it may not always guide you in the right direction right, right. but there seems to be quite a bit of validity uh-huh, in that uh-huh. But we're not taught. We're pretty much taught to ignore that, mm-hmm. and you know, put things you know out clearly so we can right, see right. them and assess Black them. Black and white, yeah. But like, once you do that, a universe of options opens up, mm-hmm. and then a then crippling indecision yeah. creeps in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. As well. Yeah, and I, and I think if we were if we could trust in, we learn how uh-huh. to trust and interpret. Uh, our intuition more uh-huh. we'd be so much like smoother and right. faster at navigating right. all of life's right. decisions encounters whatever mm-hmm. you know like you're just like every second i feel like boom i'm that way yep. and you know you don't have because once mm-hmm. even if you're like smart or you know, mm-hmm. good or whatever when did you make that switch um well i don't know like i haven't it's for yeah. me i yeah. still it's something i still grapple with uh-huh. depending on you know this. You know the There's size of the downs, yeah. But, the, but the, I mean, the even decision. knowing that it, it's there. Yeah, I mean, I've like I've always been very heart centered. You could call cool. it right, like kind, kind of feeling. But consciously, you know, three or four years ago, I started yeah. thinking like maybe that intelligence uh-huh. is worth uh-huh. relying on uh-huh. Uh-huh. rather than right. just being like, oh, that's weird. I but I still <laughs> need to put it in a spreadsheet, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you know, speed and 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 just and this is you know. Full circle, mm-hmm. the more you, un- you know, peel back the onion, the mm-hmm. more that you understand mm-hmm. yourself, the more you deal with your crap, mm-hmm. I think the, the more clearly you can hear that message mm-hmm. and the more confidence you can mm-hmm. I- I- inject into it and yeah. just go with it. Right, exactly. Right? Because you're not worried about, like, is it a part of me uh-huh. that I don't want to trust, uh-huh. for example? Uh-huh. Like, no, I'm, like, I'm 90% me or 95 <laughs> or 100% me all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. done the work. Yeah. I peel back the onion. Right, so right. if that's telling me to go that way, mm-hmm. I'm going that so way. You don't need to think Whatever about it anymore, happens. right? Yeah. Or if you think about it, okay, that's part of the process. Let me think about it. But then let me, how do I feel about this whole thing and go, right? Yeah. And it's for me, entrepreneurship gave me that avenue to, to get in touch with these things. Mm-hmm. Because, because you can't analyze everything in entrepreneurship. You don't have the time. Right. You can't. It's a... It's, uh, you don't have the resources to do it, sure. and uh, and and not everything is so clear cut. So you really have to rely on intuition. Uh-huh. So I call entrepreneurship the modern day spiritual journey, right? And that's where you're purely have to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, yeah. what your value to society is, and how you can uh, what what you're going to be doing, what physical activity or uh, a business entity are you going to be creating or working towards, right? right? And the vision that you're striving towards, and the people you're interacting with, that is the modern day spiritual journey. Back in the day, people had to go into the, to the woods, the mountains, the, 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 a cave somewhere, yeah. meditate for whatever period of time, and suddenly figure it out, right? Yeah. Go through their struggle that way. I think entrepreneurship is the new way of doing that. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and it, I, right? I think it's a much more valid way, too. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, fucking well. monk in the, <laughs> like in the cave, why is that right. so hard? Like right, if you right. just get comfortable with being alone with yourself and eating, you know – Scraps of food. Not eating. Yeah, yeah. not eating. Like relatively little complexity and novelty in that (laughs) equation, right? right? Out in the world, Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. crazy-ass world with everything Mm -hmm. going on, Mm -hmm. if you can do all the things you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. like that is the rub. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think that's why the kind of cult of entrepreneurship is developing, right? Instead of the cult of the Rishi or the the, the Buddha or any of that kind of stuff, the cult of the entrepreneurship because like they – People instinctively know, like, to be successful in that realm, mm-hmm. 
you have to like have There's that another, stuff in order. Yeah, exactly. And then, ec- then layer. having it in order and then showing that you have it in order and executing on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like people just know like, wow, that's some shit. Yeah. You yeah, know, they don't yeah. exactly know why probably, yeah. but like that's, that's, that's some that, shit. That's how we got in tune, right? We were like, all right, there's this thing here. We're talking about it. There's a certain sense. Let's, let's bring it into the conversation. Right, right. So. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why these sort of things are increasingly popular today. You, you just mentioned, you know, like what to do and how to do it. And this yeah. is part of the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. It made me think of Proto. Uh-huh. Right, uh-huh. so we'll, why don't we dive into that for a sec? Cool. Haven't played. Yep. Very, and I'm dying to play. But just for the the audience, why don't you give a brief uh, introduction? Sure. Tell us about it, and then you know, there's been a process. I know there's a Kickstarter, and yep. like, yep. tell us a little bit about that journey, because sure. that's probably a little bit outside your wheelhouse from what you were doing previously. Uh, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's all in terms un- of making a product and yeah, stuff like and that. And that yeah. was that was a whole part of the journey. Was yeah. um, I? So I told you I was a trainer and a consultant. And I'm a speaker. And so all these things, they're intangible. They're just ideas. And it's a really, really very much a, a personal touch that you have, right? This yeah. connection that you have. Yeah. So from a business point of view, if I'm not there, I don't make money, right. which is a problem, right, <laughs> for me. And, uh, you know, we talk about the touchy-feely stuff. Let's talk about the real business sure. side, right? If you're not there and you're not making money, you're losing, right? Uh-huh. And how do you scale uh, yourself, your ideas, your, your theories, mm. or put yourself into a product, right? And we went through the process because we needed our business to be more secure. And so we said, okay, we have a brand. It's quite good. We have a team. It's very passionate. Our services are top-notch, and uh, and we have a couple services. It's not enough. What do we add? We brainstorm. It could be a book. It could be an app. It could be uh, some other kind of product until we realized we should make a game. And it was a game around creativity. And so that's what Proto is. It's a card game about innovation and entrepreneurship. And so it gives people a way to experiment with their ideas and uh, play with their friends and build a business and build a business model uh, over a period of an hour, hour and a half. Right. Um, So it was developed based on your expertise and your experience in in launching Let's Make Great and other projects you've been involved in. Right. Also to make some money while you sleep. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, the response on Kickstarter was great. Yeah. Right? What, what was running a Kickstarter camp- campaign like? Uh, it was hectic. It was, was it? really hectic. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like you said, coming from a different world, services uh, and consulting, mm-hmm. going into a physical, starting to build a physical product and engaging with individual consumers rather than large corporations mm-hmm. or, or something, uh, organizations. Yeah. Where you're dealing with one stakeholder here, you have you know uh, dozens, hundreds of people uh, asking questions and um, requesting things, right? And being on all the time, and so that was a uh, that was a little bit of a struggle, um, but that was part of the learning. We knew that if we our company wanted to get better, we would need to learn how to do these things. And so for us, it was an internal innovation uh, project where we need to figure out and learn these new capabilities for ourselves. Yeah. So. Uh, we we were quite successful, 200% over our goal, uh, and we're in a production phase right now where we're sourcing all the pieces, uh, printing everything, and packaging it all, sending sending it off in a, in a month or so. So and when so it ships off in a month. That's yeah, the first uh, order. August. Yeah, and then it's available for, available for purchase. Right, right. When at that time? At that time, you can still pre-order uh, on our website. Right. So that's still. Uh, we're still, we'll take money. You know, if you want to pre-order <laughs> Proto, go for it. Right, we're very very happy. Uh, we got quite a, a few orders that you know it's enough for us to to to, to build go into production so and it, so really is this cool. a game mm-hmm. that can be used as like team mm-hmm. i know there's multiple applications right. but like 
could you actually use this to uh, like all the stuff we've been talking about mm -hmm. dig down a little mm -hmm. more on like potentially mm -hmm. what you should be doing based on your strengths your interests blah 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 exactly yeah so and maybe even launch a product service business that's as what a we result? hope that's what we hope um, so the game has is really interesting because it's not a uh, a, a rule based game where you you flip a card and it tells you what to do uh -huh. what actually happens is you flip a card or you flip three cards you choose one of them and you have to decide what you're going to do with it. So it's very much an inspirational game. It's almost like a Rorschach test yeah. for business. Interesting. Right? So if I showed you uh, this, this uh -huh. phone, right? And I was like, all right, if this was your, if this was your card, what would you be doing? We're like, oh, maybe I would do podcasting, right? And right. I'll be publishing content through that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why would you? And if I showed it to Johnny over here on the right, and, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I would make an app. Uh, I would make a video game app and I would make money that way. Yeah. So it's really about the personality and through the game you're reading each other and you're giving each other challenges so they have to dig deeper and deeper around their idea right. and build the story of it. So are people generally surprised mm -hmm. like at the end they're like yeah. oh shit this is yeah. this is like I didn't know I right. wanted to do it this way. Exactly. But as a follow up like is it something that you can play multiple times or do you kind of yeah, like reveal after one game like oh like, mm -hmm. like, would you change? Would would it be different a second time, a third time, a fourth it's time? It's different every time because it's about the people you're playing with and the questions they give you, and also because the cards there's 120 cards, you're never going to play the same game twice. It's impossible, right. literally impossible, to, to play the same same game twice. Uh, the, the let me tell you a quick story. I was playing with somebody who I, I had just an hour with, right, and we were playing, and it was the shitty first prototype made out of notebook paper and handwritten notes, right? right. Super basic. Uh, we played for, I, I introduced it to her, we played for an hour or so, and the next hour went by, so two hours, and she didn't even realize that time had passed, and at the end of it, she she realized she was late, had to leave, but before she left, she took a picture of the business model that she had just created, and she said, that's what I'm going to be doing, and that and it was the test number three for us uh -huh. when we were uh, testing the game, and that's when we, that's when I realized that Proto was, uh, had some potential. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's carry on with this. And, uh, and, and did we, she, did we, she act on it or was it too recent? TBD, you yeah, know, TBD. 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 <laughs> it can show you the ideas. Yeah, it's yeah, up yeah. to them, right? And, and that's the other and thing. Is proto short for prototype or? Proto by itself is a word, right? right. You know, in or, original, uh, authentic or, um, uh, uh was it? Yeah. The, the idea before the idea. Okay. So that's, yeah, basically cool. the same root, same word. Well, it looks like I can't wait to play it. It looks super, it's Thanks, super man. well done. And it's, it's a very interesting concept. And I think like for all the stuff we were just discussing, the timing is super right. Like, right, you know, right, having right. something like this right. that you can like, cause there's so much stuff out there, you know, books and uh -huh. tests you can take. To That's like the, do on your own and be yeah. like, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. And it'll like tell you the direction. That was the and problem for me is that books didn't cut it anymore. Yeah. They were so theoretical. They were so about them and not about you as a person, the reader. Yeah. That I wanted to give people a way to engage with a theory or engage with an idea yeah. through active uh, discussion, active thinking in their, in their yeah. minds, right? That's what Proto does. And, so and, really and like that's facilitated by right. the next thing or the thing that I think is the most important difference from those sort of like the books and mm -hmm. the surveys and mm -hmm. stuff is that it's with other people right like That's other people are involved like right, right. it's all about that uh -huh. like the, uh -huh. the people you're with you know I, i've said this before and it's starting to you know beat a dead horse but uh <laughs> like i feel it's super hard for a lot of people to answer like 
because of course follow your passion, but like, what, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. super hard for people to answer that mm-hmm. question. What form does that take for mm-hmm. me to engage in? Mm-hmm. But it's super easy to answer the question, who do I enjoy spending time with? Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, right, right. You know, like you can be like, well, I don't want to spend time with them, them, or them, but I really like spending time with them because mm-hmm. I learn from them. They're mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. They're funny. They're whatever. Right. Like, so that's a very valid, you know, so anything that puts you in the con- in, in, in touch, in, that connects yep. with yep. people that you enjoy being with right. is like pri- priority number one. Exactly. And then if it, you discover something else about, mm-hmm you know what you want to be doing mm-hmm. or if you're just enjoying your time mm-hmm. or if you're serving them or if they're mm-hmm. serving you or you're all supporting each other like that's the, that's that's the, the rub ultimate. right it's yeah. it's it's the people you're around absolutely and then from there is where the magic happens absolutely you know? um i'm looking at my computer right now and it's about to okay. die so i better ask okay. you some of these uh, these questions so this is a little atypical but i thought of a couple mm-hmm. and you can say pass mm-hmm. or you can answer and we can get into them a bit all right yeah um what is the change you'd most like to see in the world? Uh, awareness. I want everybody to wake up, mm-hmm. see who they are, see how they can help people or the others around them, and, uh, and, and just tap into their own energy. So the way, of, the way I'm talking right now, I can say it with sincerity or I can say it with anger or I can say it with um, very, very scientifically, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these are different... I have to be aware of, of what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. And so awareness of, of just total, like, who you are, who the people around you are, what the opportunities are, just waking up. Yeah. That's as abstract as it is. Mm-hmm. You know when you're talking to somebody who's there, who's right. awake, who's woke. And, <laughs> and engaged with you, you know? You're yeah. Like, okay, cool. Okay. If you could put a billboard anywhere, where would it be and what would it say? <laughs> um, where would it be? Close to the mic. Where would it be? I be I put it in front of every single school. Okay. And turn around. I would, you just say turn around. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be that would be a good one. I would say you're here. Meaning and to mean that you are present, and it's just whether or not you can you can read that so many ways. Right. Right. You so you're here. So show up and be yourself and do your best. Mm-hmm. Right. I. I actually hate school so it's i mean that's why we're, we're joking like that yeah, right yeah, yeah. but if where it could be in front of every door or every every uh computer screen it says you are here uh-huh. just reminding people that hey you know come back to this present right. come back to where you are and re-engage with the moment with the work that you're doing with the person you're with mm-hmm. with the audience that you're uh, around whatever it is right mm-hmm. just get back into it as in, stop projecting out in the future things you yeah, want need. Yeah. Stop, and stop regretting stop things thinking, in the past. Stuff too. Thinking, I mean, right. there's so many things like that that are going to be bubbling up in your mind. Yeah. But just, just you're here. Yeah. So let's be here. Let's let's actually try to do something positive mm-hmm. and and work together yeah. or whatever it is. Right. That's where all the good shit comes from. Yeah. Right here, absolutely, right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there anything you do every day that is non-negotiable? So like you no. must do it. No. Highly flexible, adaptable. Yeah. No morning every routines, day. Every nothing. day is different. Every day is different. Every single day. Good. Right now with the posting, um, but 
even when I was in America for the past five weeks, right? I had to change my times because I wanted to localize the time to Shanghai because it was my core audience was here. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me try to get it done at eight thirty at night in America. This is that's dinner time, you know, in America. Yeah. Like, why am I, I'm just eating dinner? My mom's like, what are you doing? It's like, Hi, you know, Shanghai just woke up. I need to post. You yeah. Know? So uh, trying to keep that consistent. But other than that, uh, no, no, oh. run with it. Um. What singular trait do you hope you have inherited or mimic in one or both of your parents? That I would like. You know, going if back, any. Yeah, going back this none. time. <laughs> I, I love my parents, but going back this time, it was really funny because I could see that which parts of each of them are in me, right? And right. so there's my, – my mom has a lot of uh, anxiety and fear, and I, I recognize that myself. Yeah. My father has a lot of ADD and is just running around cleaning things and make, putting things together and yeah. you know, going from thing to thing, never completing anything, right? And both of those things are positive, actually, yeah. right? The, the, the fear side is also the highly analytical side, mm-hmm. right? And so I have that. But the, the ADD side is also the creative side where you're exploring and, and doing new things. So for everything that's bad is also good, and whatever they have, I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was having a walk with my dad yeah. last Christmas when I was home. And, like, you know, we, we're, we've always been super close, so we have, awesome. you know, really good um, conversations and yeah. stuff, and we're yeah. kind of tuned to a similar frequency. Wow. And I was, you know, just kind of telling him, like, putting myself in his shoes. Like, yeah. And when you're younger, you can fall into the trap of being a bit resentful of, like, Yep. what your parents gave you yep. or didn't give you, yep. right? Yep. Like, and even we, we remove, like, the really hardcore stuff, like mm-hmm. abuse of various mm-hmm. kinds. But just mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're a middle-class kid and you grow up, like, mm-hmm. oh, my parents should have done X for yeah. me, so yeah. I would have had more money when I'm 25, yeah. Yeah. or they should have done Y, like yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and just, like, n- knowing, you know, several years ago, like, to completely release all that and be <laughs> like, they gave you... They're not supposed to give you anything other than right. a foundation of support. Right. The rest is for you. Right. So right. if they didn't fucking put trust money down lucky. for you, if they didn't do whatever <laughs> yeah. for you, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Like they provided a safe environment for you to mm-hmm. flourish. But what I was, you know, kind of joking around a little bit with my my dad is just like it must be so weird because I have two sisters and we're uh-huh. all very different. Uh-huh. But it must be amusing, weird, uh-huh. and you know sometimes maybe even scary as a, as a parent. <laughs> To look at your kids, because you just said you looked at your parents and you could see mm-hmm. what traits you got from them. Mm-hmm. You know damn well, like yeah. after you go to bed when you're yeah. 18 or tw- like yeah. 10 or whatever, like they're sitting around looking at you the same way. Right. They'll right. be like, right. he definitely got that shit from you. Yeah. <laughs> or no, he got that shit from you. Or, yeah. when, he's, yeah. or when you're acting up or acting right. badly, right. Right. blaming right. each other, like right. that's so your shit. I don't know Absolutely. how he got that. Yeah. And, yeah. Only, yeah. and the other two didn't, but right. he got that. Like it must be such a... Like a, a trip, trip to, to yeah. be a parent and to, to observe that stuff. I can't wait for that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We'll see if I, totally. if I go down that road. <laughs> um, define who you are without talking about what you do. <laughs> it's a bit of a tough one. But yeah. Not because of without what you do, but defining who you are is a, could yeah. be a wrong thing. I, I, this question I've thought about a lot. Uh-huh. Um, you know, without describing... In everything that I do, I create, communicate, and understand. That's not about my job, but that's just who I am. Yeah. And so that's it. I create, meaning I like to make things. So things like this uh, articles or um, the, um, the WeChat post yeah. or the speeches that I do or Proto or my company or brands. I like to make things. Yeah. Uh, communicate. I like to share ideas. I like to um, be on a stage and, and expressing 
and writing, right? Um, and then also uh, understanding. I like to understand other people, how they think, mm-hmm. what's going on. I like to understand puzzles. I like to understand business problems. I like to understand myself. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things. That's just who I am. I love all. The, I love those things. It happens to be that they they are very highly correlated with uh, entrepreneurship. Right. They're very highly correlated with uh, design, and they're very highly correlated with um, artistry. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's weird, but you can. And at the same time, they they highly correlate to a lot of things. Sure. Right. Creating, communicating, understanding. Tell me a job that you don't need to do those. Yeah. But that's where I I absolutely love and. It's like my peak. My peak moments are all about that. And how long have those three words? Like, could you have? How long have you been identifying specifically those three words? Those three, I've been saying for like five or six years, maybe more. Right. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. I the, the, the asking myself why. Yeah. That's my result. Create me can't understand. It's funny how, though, like words like that in different periods can bubble mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they bubble up, and like you're like those are them, mm-hmm. and they may not. They may go unchanged forever yeah, or for yeah, a long time. Yeah. Or for me, I've noticed like it's in periods, right? Uh-huh. Probably largely due to where I'm at and what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But like, you know, certain words kind of bubble up and then they're right. for a couple of years. Right. But the ones that, you know, that, that really emerged this year, and it's all just to do with clarity around what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what yeah. you want to do more of, for example. Yeah. But, and, I, and I only, I'm basically saying this because it, uh, it's very similar to what you just said, but for me, it's curiosity, mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. and connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then all wrapped up in gratitude. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I, I almost hate to say gratitude because it, people who maybe aren't kind of fully in that yeah, world are like, I know, oh, right? yeah, gratitude. Yeah. Once yeah. you put an emotion Isn't everything in there, great, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. But but it's it's you know. Go check and, yourself if that's yeah, you. Yeah, you it, it, figure that out <laughs> <laughs> right now. And you know, I am by no means always on cloud nine and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, but like if you, we if all you have, have that gratitude. It takes the edge off. Yeah. Like it, it gives you the, the perspective to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like I said, with you know, with with my dad, like that's a form of gratitude. Realizing like totally. you don't owe me shit. Like and, and and like and I, I think we all had those. You like know. I didn't get the fucking video game yeah. at Christmas and like oh, that God. kind of stuff. But when, yeah. when you wrap it all in, in gratitude and like when it's real, yeah. not when like you've been told to do it and that right. kind of stuff, but like right. when it's actually real, it just it totally shifts your perspective. Uh-huh. It, that, that may be one of the biggest game changes out there, like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the gratitude perspective. It was one for me. Where you're not seeking, mm-hmm. you, when you're not always seeking for you mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. others, from the outside world. It gives you a base. Whatever you have right now, yeah. it's enough. Yeah. And you, you and it's not, and it has nothing to do with ambition for you know for those listening be like oh a bunch of hippies like <laughs> no like yeah. you could still have crazy ambition right right you know you could still want to dominate your field yeah, yeah. but like having gratitude for every aspect right. of it every aspect of your life the journey yeah they're, they're right. not mutually exclusive right. at all right. um, but and and like when you said understanding I was like well that's pretty much curiosity yeah. too right exactly. like you're trying to understand yep. understanding is basically mm-hmm. innervating whatever topic you're, mm-hmm. you're thinking about with your awareness. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how many nooks and crannies can mm-hmm. I get into mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. concept, this theme, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. That's another – like for me, it's been my guiding thing. And I, you know, I, I thought so about cool. this a lot recently because I was that kid like you – know, I was just – I was the library kid a little yeah. bit, you know, like I was also the sports kid actually. So I was kind of like, <laughs> in, pretty in, big in library both, kid. Yeah, I was in both worlds. Um, but like, I remember, you know, 
just being so curious and fascinated with everything. And yeah. I was thinking lately, you know, because we were, you know, we, we've talked about this already today, but at our general age group, mm-hmm. I think, a, you know, a lot of people are like, I may have gotten off to the wrong start here. Yeah. It's not too late to change it around, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, and there's a, in, in my world, both professionally and, and um, in my interactions socially with people back home or people in Shanghai recently, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of mm-hmm. depression or various forms yeah. thereof, yeah. right? Yeah. So maybe not full-blown, maybe not clinical, but just feelings yeah. of you know, being down and yeah. this kind of stuff. And I've wondered like the role that curiosity has played in, in keeping mm-hmm. me from that. And again, mm-hmm. not that I don't have down days, not that I don't have down periods, sure, sure. all that kind of stuff. Sure. I'm yeah. human like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you're, curi- you if you're curious, yeah. it's really hard to be like super sad, super down, super depressed because you're stimulated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like if, you, you just, if you're diving into a t- subject, you're so stimulated by the right. newness of it all, right. by the discovery. Yeah, as well. It's right. really hard to simultaneously be like, mm-hmm. this fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering recently, like, you know, what role has that played for me personally? Mm-hmm. And then what role can it play for other people? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the typical methods for getting through that kind of mm-hmm. stuff aren't super well-defined, mm-hmm. you know, aren't super effective, mm-hmm. and don't even get me started on, like, the, the way the medical community kind of handles that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. But, um, but, like, what if there were therapies around, mm-hmm. curio- like, generating curiosity mm-hmm. in people? I mean, I think that's fairly easy. Yeah, And it, right. it gives, and, you know, and maybe a, 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 a branch of this you know, they right. just did some studies with VR uh-huh. and showing that, you know, VR was twice as effective as painkillers. And I think there were some similar studies for depression for soldiers with PTSD yeah. because it takes your mind right. elsewhere. I see. So, like, if, if the curiosity, if the experience takes your mind over there, yeah. it's really hard to keep it down in the dumps over there. Right? Like, yeah. it, it may come back when right. you're out, but right. it gives you right. that temporary relief. And right. in that temporary relief, maybe you can do some work. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can... Mm-hmm do something that will have a lasting effect. Right. It gives you time at least. Yeah. You know, time away from that stressful, whatever it was, exactly. you know, rumination that you have yeah, or yeah, that yeah. depressives might have. Yeah. Um, really cool. What culture are you a part of creating? So we all are influenced by and we contribute to culture. So if your contribution carried extra weight, what would it look like? Um, I, th- I think what you're saying is which culture do I aspire to be a part of and contribute to is that it yeah like if or, you if, if 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 the way in which you're contributing to the culture around you were amplified mm-hmm. what would what would we have more of what would it look like okay so what what am i giving that i want to expand on yeah pretty much okay um you know continuing this idea that of what we're talking about is uh, awareness and the creative uh, creative drive the sense that we need to make things rather than just theorizing things. Mm. Uh, it, it gets a little too detached for me in, in companies. I, I know for myself that when I was working in, in larger companies, uh, especially when I was in America, uh, the processes were so theoretical, were so abstract. You, you got masses of numbers, and that was cool, and I analyzed it. I did a, you know, a lot of um, projects around that. But I didn't understand what it really meant, right? And so a lot of what I do now is trying to bring people back into the real-life interaction with their customers or, or other people, yeah. <laughs> right? And so um, getting away from theory and mo- moving towards more action, creative action. Right. right? So that's okay. a big thing for me. 
Um, what part of you, if any, that you don't express very often or would you like to express more, if any? I'm a really sentimental guy, so <laughs> I, I do that a lot. I, you know, I tell everyone I love them all the time. Uh, I don't even know you, and I love you, man. You know, it's going back to that gratitude thing. Yeah. So, I, on all the positive stuff, I think that's there. Um, there well, I, I try not to leave anything unsaid. It's you know, like I said before, life's too short. Um, and uh, you don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, zero regret. Make sure that you have a positive last moment, whatever right. it is, because you don't know when that last moment is the last moment. Yeah. So that's the real sincerity. Do you have a mantra or something you tell yourself often? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, Basically because to subscribe to one is the fault. Right you need to have multiple mantras and to just continuously come up with a new mantra and to, to be the mantra rather than think of it. So to be the mantra yeah. instead of say the mantra. Yeah. Um, what, if anything about your mentality has held you back in the past? How have you attempted or succeeded in overcoming it? it? Yeah. Still hacking it. So, so how do you hack it? The, the big thing for me is my ambition. Mm-hmm. Uh, once upon a time, my former boss asked me, what kind of car do you want to have? And I said, uh, Honda Accord, right? And I was 27 at that time, 26 maybe. And he was like, what the fuck's Seems wrong with you? Seems like an achievable goal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, but you don't understand. Like Honda Accords are like really stylish. They're, they're like, they get good mileage and it's like... Lasts forever. It lasts forever. It has a good resale value. Like all that logical side of me was there. But I, st- I mean, I still love Honda Accords, but it said something about my ambition. That's the, the thing with that question. Uh-huh. It's not about what you answer. It's about how much want you have behind that. Mm-hmm. It's 26 years old. In 10 years, if I had the ambition, I could have gotten something much greater, right? right. I'm 33 now, so I'm still three years away from that. Uh, having a much nicer car. Now I realize I don't want a car. Right. <laughs> right. So that's, that's a whole big revelation. But my ambition is something I'm still hacking. Yeah. Uh, I have big dreams and I work my ass off, but I still have a lot of fear that I can't get there. Yeah. And so that's something I'm still working on. And the fear that you can't get there is based on what? Like your perception of your ability, mm-hmm. the context of the mm-hmm. time you're in? Mm-hmm. What, like what's it's, that fear? It's, it's, a, it's a, a function of my ability, mm-hmm. not knowing if I'm good enough, not knowing if I have the, the right training because mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of training in the work that I do. Like I said, I'm not a designer, but I'm doing design. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm actually an introvert, and so being on stage, you know, scares the shit out of me. Right? <laughs> uh, I I went to ESL as a kid, and English as a second language. I taught English, and I'm you know I write every day, and so now you know that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to conquer myself. Yeah. Continuously, mm-hmm. but that also leaves a lot of room for insecurity. Sure. Right. Because you don't know. Well, you step up to the plate every yeah, day. It's right? it's fucking scary, and yeah. so I wish I you know got. I won't, won't lie. I wish I had a hundred thousand uh, dollars with my Kickstarter campaign. I didn't. Right. I wish I when I when I did my three times TEDx speeches, I had uh, a million views. Right. I didn't. Right. But it's the grind. Sure. Right. For me now, I realize like, yeah, I wasn't. I was starting off really low. Uh, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. And I'm still hacking at mm-hmm. it. Um, and of course, those are those are as much excuses 
as they are of reality, yeah. but knowing they knowing that reality and then going from there. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get towards. That's how I'm hacking it. Yeah. Just striving bigger and striving and I, better. And I think you, you know you mentioned it already earlier, but we're bringing this topic yeah. to it now, and it's. If your intent is genuine, yeah. and like you, like you said, all right, about right. continuously trying to understand yourself more, and then driving that into things that resonate with that, mm-hmm. then you just have to have faith that your time will come. Like yeah. if you keep doing that, right. and you keep stepping up to the plate right. at right. things that you're not ready for, right. you're uncomfortable about, or whatever, right. and you just keep doing that, mm-hmm. like it, it the, what, for whatever reason. Jeremy Piven uh-huh. gave a Oscar or you know, yeah. one of those award speeches right, once, right, right? right? And it was after like Entourage hit. Yeah. And he was probably like mid 40s at the time or uh-huh, something like uh-huh. that. Or, you know, he'd been at the acting game for like 20, yeah. 30 years. That's right. That's and, right. And he had never broke, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like little pieces here, there. Mm-hmm. And his speech, like, you know, to summarize his speech, he was just like, you know, I've been at this yeah. for a long time. <laughs> and he started crying because, yeah. like, can you even imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine grinding for 30 years at something like that mm-hmm. where it's so judgmental? So public. You put yourself yeah. out there, yeah. like, in, re- yeah. in, in um, auditions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then if you get a part, you're mm-hmm. out there. And then the just vitriol comes <laughs> at you, right? Yeah. Especially if you're not one yeah. of the stars, if you're not right. making it. Right. And then right. all the mental shit, like, should mm-hmm. I still be doing this? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. clearly, some, you know, the people that stay in it are there because they love it, mm-hmm. love doing it. Mm-hmm. And God, they must have some faith in mm-hmm. that, like, one day it's going to break. Mm-hmm. But, like, half, even if it doesn't break, yeah. I love it. So right. I, if right. I'm on the street, I'm still doing right. this. But obviously, other half, like, <laughs> I fucking want this to break yeah. at some yeah. point. Yeah, of course you want it. Sure. Right? And then it, it happens. So when, when you say stuff like that, like... Yeah. I think, and it's essential. The first part is in place, right? Like the intent and your alignment mm-hmm. and your your mm-hmm. that it's meaningful Pure, for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if not, Impositive. you won't have the stamina to to no. last. No. And then once you get there, yeah. it'll be accolades in response to something that you're not. Right. And nothing. Right. I right. mean, what could be worse than that? Right. You know. And I think again, a lot of actors probably get that. Mm-hmm. That's why they you know go off the rails a bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people think Especially there's someone. Ones. Yeah, that oh, they're geez. not yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, yeah, anytime somebody says Total that kind distortion. of stuff. Yeah. Total Jer- distortion. Yeah, Jeremy Piven's Oscar speech or, or whatever yeah. comes to mind. Um, Sweet. What is your, that's kind of related, what is your highest ambition for yourself? Um, to be me. Nice, I love that. Um, and one more thing from the last answer you gave. Uh-huh. So this was the first, and I understand you've done this kind of work before, so I'd be interested to get your take on it. But sure. I've never been good at planning because mm-hmm. I've always been trying to put myself in a, a like a rubric or a context that just wasn't appropriate for me. Mm-hmm. So this year, but I have been. I've always written a lot cool. for not to publish. Yeah. Um, so I write myself New Year's letters every yeah. year, and yeah. I write like my niece and nephew birthday letters. That where did that th- come from? Where just, did the habit come from? Just having a lot turn like yeah. going on in here, right. and thinking like at least if I get some down uh-huh. on paper. Uh-huh. I'll crystallize it, uh-huh. and I can stop thinking about it. That's right. where it started, right. and then once right. you get going on it, you find other reasons. Yeah. But um, you see the benefit of it, yeah. Right? And yeah. you see, like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was the first year ever. I, I like, I really felt that I applied a planning, uh-huh. and you can't uh-huh. even. It's more defining uh-huh. how this. This is how it, it started out. I always go home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My ritual is to go to Pudong Airport's Terminal Two. I go to Burger King while I'm waiting for my gate. It's right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't have any 
fast food throughout the entire year. Right. But I have a burger at Burger right. King with fries before the flight. Yep. It's like it's become this ritual thing. And, safe. <laughs> and uh, you know, I this past year I, I looked back on the previous year when I was having my burger, and uh-huh. I was like, uh-huh. you know, how do I feel about the previous year? Yeah. And you know, like it was very abstract so you know uh-huh. i was like oh man whatever i yeah. ate my burger and went <laughs> but when i came home this year back to china i mean i thought like next year when i'm having the burger mm-hmm. like in what circumstance yes. would i be in right, right. to be to have been happy with the mm-hmm. year that just passed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then so i i wrote out the the picture i mm-hmm. you know i broke it down into relationships mm-hmm. financial physical mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and then from that picture that I, I wrote, yeah. I extracted each item and right. was like, well, how would I get there? And yeah. I'm like, I can't stress enough to the audience. I've never been like one of those plan people, yeah. much more heart-centered, intuition-based. Yeah. Yeah. But like this level I was okay with because uh-huh. it wasn't like, what are you going to do next week? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Whatever. It was mm-hmm. more like just general direction. It still started from the heart. Yeah. Because, you know, and you referenced this way back at the beginning of the conversation, but sometimes if you're without at least some form of direction yeah you probably will end up not being the captain yeah and other people will pull you around right anyways long you're looking for it right yeah i'll just take somebody else's direction yeah so i extracted it and one of the insights was Mm -hmm. holy shit that's really achievable you know like because a lot of times like we have our highest ambitions maybe in our mind Uh and uh you know um another person i'll reference who i may get some flack for but you know the, (laughs) the, the fact is he's got a lot of good stuff is Tony Robbins has said um, people underestimate what they can do in a, in a year, uh, overestimate what they can do in a year, underestimate what they can do in a lifetime. Yeah. And I thought about that. I was like, that, that has definitely applied to me in the right. past. You know, you, you just, we're all impatient. We mm-hmm. want things to happen too soon. Totally. And I, you know, I extracted all this stuff. I was like, wow, this, you know, that's totally achievable. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like, will I, I'll, I'll be eating that burger and I'll be like, <laughs> that was a damn good year. You yeah, know? yeah. And um, it may, you know, it gives you confidence to know that like, what will make you like your goal what will uh-huh. make you happy is uh-huh. totally achievable long-winded way of coming to why i brought this up is you mentioned you no longer want the honda civic yeah actually you, you know Accord. honda Accord. Don't sorry sorry right. i was I'll more take a civic, civic. <laughs> nowadays i'll take a civic actually i like them they're getting better and but, better but you anyway. were like you know like i i don't want anything and your highest yeah. ambition was to be me right right and i noticed like in the material realm of my planning right when i was writing it out uh-huh. what i had ended up writing when I went back to reflect on it was I want to own less but have access to more right and uh, you know that's fairly telling about your Uh drives and your motivations Uh and stuff like I would rather have a an -hmm. apartment that's empty of stuff Mm -hmm. that only just facilitates a mindset and environment that I find stimulative or or whatever and I you know what's super exciting is that phrase previously you couldn't really execute on that uh-huh. But now with the way things are going, sharing right, economy, right, blah, blah, right, blah, right. like, you know, if we, we're entering a world where you could certainly do that. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. we'll be How able cool to own less and less, have yeah. to worry about less yeah. stuff, but have access mm-hmm. to anything. And Put on and top of want. that VR. Right. Well, then, yeah. Like, let's not go down those rabbit holes. <laughs> VR, AR, AI, you know, like, that's, that'll take us. But it, it's just, it's super fascinating that that's the era we're going into. Uh-huh. Where uh-huh. if your ambitions are, because, like, I think more and more people are no, noticing the flaws in yeah. material-based ambitions. I hope so. Like, again, 
you give me a Ferrari, I'm going to tear up the streets. You know, I, I love yeah, hot sure, cars course. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's not what drives me. Right. So, but so, and I think more and more people are turning that way. Mm -hmm. But we mm -hmm. still want the richness of experiences mm -hmm. for our own growth, to enjoy with mm -hmm. others, all that kind of stuff. And I think you're seeing that on the startup side a lot totally. more on experiences. Totally. On the business side, people mm -hmm. are talking about experiences. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, I think it's happening. All right. That was a long-winded uh, response to, you, to your response. Um, if aliens landed on Earth and you were the one to greet them, what would you show or explain to them first? Uh, that we're not... I guess, it, I, I guess the perception is... I, I was going to say that we're not violent, that we're not kind of... Um, that those people... And I, I started to think, why, why, why would that be the first thing? It was because I think there is a lot of violence right now, and that, that freaks me out. Yeah. And uh, I want that to be clear that we're just uh we're peace loving people we're you know it's that's the outlier that's the uh people who have been who have dysfunctional uh priorities right and that's fine i mean that's always going to be a part of humanity i guess i want to work against that i want right. to work to elevate the awareness that we talked about earlier okay um you have one more day to live how do you spend it just as i am now oh really I, I don't yeah Nothing else. No. Nothing. No unchecked boxes. No, I'm nothing. not waiting. I'm not waiting. It could happen. Yeah. I, like I said before, I think about it. Yeah. So it could happen. That must be a very satisfying state to exist in. It, as much as it is, and you know, you don't you don't pay attention sure. anymore, and then you know, you you're like you try to remind yourself, right? Uh -huh. But yeah. What's one thing you never thought you'd say in a public forum like this? No, I'm pretty open. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and these two, th these are for discussion, but we'll see. And if cool. they're not, just kibosh it because uh, it's all no, good. I'm, now I'm curious. <laughs> Acting out your highest self both inwardly and outwardly is the only way to sustain your self-worth without yeah. reference to circumstance. Yeah. It also, it, it, sorry, it allows you to be more comfortable with who you are separately from what you do or achieve. Yeah. Discuss. Agree. It's kind of like a spelling bee yeah. or a debate thing. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Uh, the, the question is, how much self-worth do you have inside? How much self-worth do you have outside? So for me, everything that is in that statement is pretty much true. Mm. Uh, it's the actualization of that. It's the asking why of that. Why do you have your self-worth where it is? Um, why is your self-worth outside what it is? And what can you do to change both, yeah. right? And elevate both because ultimately self-worth is infinite and if you can work against that then you can really have everything that you want right like we were talking about earlier yeah access to everything that you want how do you define self-worth um there are many ways or think about it in yeah. like in reference to yourself self-worth it's safe self-capability uh, and um deciding if you know, on the outside, it's, is this thing worth it for me? You know, and that's, I think that's why a lot of people buy expensive things because uh -huh. they have an emptiness inside. So they want to buy the expensive things outside to prove to them inside that they have, uh, that they are worthy of, of these things. And they borrow the value and apply it to yeah. themselves sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, um, that's one way, um, to measure it. But of course, not very healthily when it's out of balance. Right. And, yeah. and so, uh, the, the question is, how do you measure? How do you measure, or how do you evaluate it, or how do you? How do you define it for you yourself? It? Yeah. 
So it's it's satisfaction. It's de- deciding if you are a success or not, or however you define success, right? And so, yeah. you know, your goals, your daily patterns, your daily achievements or lack thereof, uh, is that what you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? And so I think every night when you go to bed, when I go to bed, I'm thinking, like, how was the day? Uh, did I do what I wanted to do? Um, what do I want to do tomorrow? Is, am I capable of that? That's yeah. that's a lot to do with self-worth, right? Should I be doing more? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a lot of... Uh, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Should I be doing more? Mm-hmm. And I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? More work? More, more work more everything? And, and higher level work. Right. Um, you know, I really want to like really create massive change, right? And really have everyone have that level of awareness. Yeah. Um, and... I've been satisfied with reaching the hundreds of people uh, that I do per year uh, or per week or whatever it is, right? Just, uh, I was going for depth, making sure that this five to 10 people in my life were in really good places. Uh, And I want to do a little more of that. I want to get to a higher level of elevating awareness. And and so there could be more more creativity. More more breath now, yeah. 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 Before it was a lot of depth uh, with a, a few select people. And I think... And that's a fear thing for me. Yeah. Uh, is am I good enough? Am I? Do I have enough self worth to reach that level? Yeah. That question I don't know yet, uh, despite all the things that I have been doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I I will leave others for, to decide, and I will let my work speak for itself. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not done yet. Right. <laughs> I like that. And I, I ask because it comes back to kind of what we were saying uh, earlier about depression. I think yeah. that's a, a pretty big component of it. Yeah. And, you know, like, we're hard on ourselves, yep. I think, a, a lot of people. And even those, you know, people in your office or in your life that are egotistical and, and, and that kind of thing, like, they might even be the hardest on themselves. That may be just a, right. you know, reactionary response right. to that, right? right? But I ask because, like, you know, like, without reference to mm-hmm. circumstance, mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, in, especially in the woo-woo self-help world, which yeah. I, I hope I, I haven't put myself <laughs> in in this conversation because there's a lot that I find a little too soft about that yeah. world. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, like, you're told to love yourself and, yeah. and be self-worth. And I, and I think I'll, my answer would say a lot of it comes back to what you were mentioning before, mm-hmm. peeling back the onion, mm-hmm. understanding what's in there. Because, mm-hmm. like, the fact is you probably are a piece of shit in a number yeah. of different areas, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, like... You know, your self-worth can't be in reference to circumstance because mm-hmm. like, you may be a shit accountant <laughs> and you may be right, like right. overweight because, you know, oh, God, you don't yeah. exercise, you don't yeah. diet, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And again, if that's what you want, fine. Right, I'm not right. here to talk about preferences, but like the fact is a lot of people neg on themselves. Right. You know, there's a lot of negative self-talk mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like, I'm just wondering, like, if you remove like... Because a lot of people aren't where they want to be, yeah. so they kind of have to suspend right. their outward achievements when That's they're so when they're valuing themselves. 100%, yeah. So then, if I'm suspending that, like, mm-hmm. well, what's so great? You know, like. Mm-hmm. And that's What's why so great about me? <laughs> the that's why you know talking about self help and, and and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. it's people are turned off by that. Yeah. I hundred percent understand that. That's why I love entrepreneurship and innovation right. because all those things apply. But then you actualize it and try to build something. Right. And you can't you if you and have show low self, that you yeah, really exactly, understand it right? right and really create something yeah. for other people with other people hundred percent. And it's a it becomes a physical thing. It becomes 
externalized and you yeah. really tested beyond just theoretical tests that you take online or right. these checklists that you have in these books or these theories or these podcasts or not podcasts, sorry, videos that we watch or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? There, there are all these things that you just go like, oh, I feel good, but am, am, I, am I really – Am I really changing? Yeah. Right. And so in entrepreneurship innovation, you know, you can do it for yourself as an entrepreneur, or you can do it for your business as an innovator. And I love that too. Yeah. And I think they both have very similar energies and similar uh, processes and peeling back who you are, peeling back your customers or your target customers. Yeah. And then bringing some value for each other. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that's why, as you said earlier, the kind of cult of entrepreneurship yeah, is yeah. developing, and like any cult or any <laughs> any trend goes a bit yeah. too far usually. Right. But like at its you know at its core, yeah. I think it's va- I think it's happening because of what you just mentioned. Right. You know, yeah. like there is a difference to borrow a phrase uh-huh. from Morpheus between knowing the path and, and walking the path, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and you can you can and I think the reason why that industry, mm-hmm. the self help stuff. Mm-hmm. It maybe get some shit yeah. is because like it's a bunch of theorizers right, and they're right. well-intentioned most right, of the time and right. all that kind of stuff but like the people that are actually out uh-huh. there sweating it out and bleeding for it mm-hmm. and really learning what all those words and fancy phrases mm-hmm. and, and things mean mm-hmm. internalizing it exactly those are the ones it. that yeah. like should be talking about mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. um, this is a statement and again comment on it please which I think resonates with a, a lot of people right now. Why do I want everything right now? I seem to have little patience for the journey. Why do I want everything right now? Um, like, what is it that mm-hmm. causes people to be like, to have that impatience and to to want the notoriety, to want the the accolades, to want the financial awards yeah. as soon as possible? You know, yeah, as soon as possible. Um. I think they want it because it feels good, right? Uh, Why does it feel good? Because they're missing it. Because they're missing they, – they have that deficiency that we talked about before. Uh-huh. I guess, right? I, I can't say for everybody. Um, I know for myself – let's just talk about me. I'm sure, not talking about sure, them, sure. right? And so I would love to be uh, top 100 speaker, business consultant in Asia, uh-huh. let's say. In Asia, for me, the leading economy. That's why. So in 10 more years, it's the, That's why the we're top here. 100, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You get it, right? Yeah. So top 100 uh, leading consultant in Asia uh, in business and innovation. That's where I would like to be. For example, um, I want that right now because I know I'm not. Right. <laughs> That's why I want it right now. And so you want it now. Because it would, be, it would validate that I am. Right. But if I don't actually work at it, right, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's like... Do you know what I mean? Am I making that clear? 100%. Right? I, I think you used the word that was in my mind. It was uh-huh. validation. Right. And I think a lot of times people miss the point. Like when young uh-huh. entrepreneurs say, like, what's your goal? Like, I want to be a billionaire yeah. or I want to be a whatever. Yeah. I don't even believe them when they say that. Yeah. I think yeah. most entrepreneurs these days are very similar to some of the things we mentioned today where, like, you sit them down and you d- dig into their motivations. Yeah. Most of them, I don't think, want like a mansion yeah. and the 10 Ferraris and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think they want rich experiences with people yeah. they enjoy being with. If but I they're think- aware that that's what the association is. They, a lot of people don't understand that there's an association and then they just go for that Ferrari. Right. That's the problem. But I even mean like the ones that are 
uh-huh. not awake or whatever. Right, right. I think they, they say an, mm-hmm. like a number because yeah. so much in the society, uh-huh. the financial yep. Um, yep. achievement yep. is the validation. Yep. With that comes the accolades. Right. Right? Right. So right. I think what they actually crave, you, you give them a billion dollars and maybe like only mod, mild, uh, moderate changes would uh-huh. occur, uh-huh. modest changes would uh-huh. occur in their life. I think it's just that that seems to be the, you know, the, the high point, the, the watermark for validating success, achievement, you know, act business, uh, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting because like, to, and like you said, why do they seek, why mm-hmm. do we seek mm-hmm. the validation? Mm-hmm. Well, because we're yeah. not giving it to ourselves right. and we certainly don't feel we're getting it from right. the broader world, right? right? It's that question of self-worth. Am I really, exactly. am I really capable of being that? Yeah. You know? And, and, and is that a worthy objective to seek that type of validation? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the answer is probably if it's from yeah. out there, no. Right, right. Seeking your own validation is right. probably very important. It's right. just a matter of what type you're seeking uh-huh. and how you go about doing so. Um, all right. Very quickly. And this is the Tech in Shanghai podcast. So we'll, we'll oh. close with some, uh, nice. some uh, uh, commentary on what you just said about Asia uh-huh. being the place to be basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but before my computer dies, a couple more. So these are word associations. Okay. You just give me your yep. instinctive answer. Creativity. I need it. Challenge. Every day. Depression. Sometimes, yeah. Armageddon. Great movie. <laughs> Brilliance. Looking for it. Life. Yeah. Here and now. Death. Here and now. Success. What is it really? Brian Tan. Figuring that out. Okay, good. Um, I'll close that down. So, awesome. yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, I, I think a lot of the people that we maybe interact with, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. just young people here, like we self-select for, for basically a, a number of different attributes for being here. I think one of the ones is yeah. that people get a sense and the writing's been on the wall for a while, but yeah. people get a sense like, okay, this is where it's, this is on the up and up. Mm-hmm. A lot of other places are on the, mm-hmm. on the downswing. Yeah. Um, now, more there's more. a lot of things that could yeah. change that, but there's just so many large, momentous forces mm-hmm. at work here mm-hmm. that, you know, whether it's you're here for opportunity, whether you're here because you're really interested, like I am, yeah. at seeing what kind of lifestyle and society develops, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we, we all self-select for those reasons and we come here. Right. And then, like, you know, you told your story earlier, like, you show up and then you're like, ah, fuck. Like, yeah. it's not so easy to figure right. out how to be a part of all this. Mm-hmm. Well, realizing that you have that reason, that's a, that's a big change, too. Realizing that you, you're motivated by that? Yeah, yeah. Realizing, like I said, I came here to teach English. That was the dumbest reason you know, really, for myself. I, I, but wow. you knew, did you know, like, no. you wanted to be a part of the story no, here? I didn't. You just were I like, I thought I was going to be here one year. I just want to leave home for a bit. And then come back and then live, ah, continue okay. down my life. Somewhere in the middle of that, I realized I was on a mission subconsciously and I didn't realize it. And, right. and I, I was chasing it. Yeah. And so that was the, the, eventually the work of asking why. Right. So, so that's a good time. So, time. so given that, and, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I love to, geek out on this stuff and it's really becoming apparent in the last two or three years yeah. like when I started this podcast the whole startup hysteria yeah. wasn't even really full on in, in China but yeah. like the, over the last two years 
I mean, the venture investing uh-huh. has gone through the roof. Uh-huh. You know, co-working, shared bikes, yeah. uh, mobile yeah. payments, yeah. like all that stuff is now right. leading the world, basically. Right. So you take it for granted now. I don't think I do. No? Like, I I love it. Like you know, yeah. and anybody when I, I had friends visiting two nights ago, That's and I. Cool. Showed them, you know, <laughs> paying it by scanning a QR yeah. code and getting a bike and yeah. like that, you know, like I, I, cool, cool, I cool. really, I'm super excited right. because it's just, I mean, it's been two years, basically. Yeah. It's just the beginning. Yeah. Like when all this has five, ten years to play out, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and what amazes me, and this is what I want to get to, just kind of a general commentary on what's happening here in this industry, creative industry, tech, startup, entrepreneurship, um, like the rate of adoption by mm-hmm. a culture and nation this popular, like this large, mm-hmm. is just insane to me. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I feel like China is the world's most populous country, uh-huh. but also acts like a startup. Right. Like, and you could pick that statement apart in many ways, given like the different ways the government works. But in general, like the people, mm-hmm. and even the, we'll leave the government for now. But even the people, like. They adopt change so quickly. Like right. there's a, it seems like there's an imperative to do so. Mm-hmm. Either it makes your life that much more convenient, you just have right. to, right. or it's a huge competitive advantage or disadvantage if right. you don't exactly. and you have to. Yeah. And every yeah. like the irony of China yeah. and the outside world doesn't really know this. They think of it as a big communist country. Right. Chinese people are the most enterprising people <laughs> like I've ever encountered anywhere in the world. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and and like I, I compare this to going back home and like people are more or less content, yeah. especially if you're older than 35, yeah. to like do things the way that they have always been done. Because yeah. they're outside, known. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're known. They're comfortable. Yeah. Like they work well enough, and there's not <laughs> enough fr- frantic activity or chaos yeah. to like right. really drive mm-hmm. the motivation to change. Mm-hmm. But here, mm-hmm. like WeChat Wallet is launched, and the mm-hmm. next day, like 500 million people yeah. are using it. Right. You know, right. and now like, and then the day after that. Right. The 80-year-old fruit grandma on the corner who sells right. bananas, right. she's using it. Right. You know, that would just never happen in another place. So what is it that, like, how do you see this progressing uh-huh. over the next five to ten years? Uh-huh. What excites you the most about it? Where's your, your headspace on it? You know, I've, I've seen it change a lot in the past five years. I would say it peaked uh, four years ago, and it's what gone peaked? into a startup in, in Asia, in, China, in uh-huh. China. I think it's gotten mature now. Mm. Right, and so it peaked, and then it's leveled off, and now there's a lot more uh, infrastructure around it—the co-working yeah. spaces, the money, the mm. government money and private money, uh, and the programs and um, the softer stuff like programs. That's all uh, being put into place for the past four years, and I think that's great. Yeah. So I think it's mature, which means it's getting—it's going to be a lot more competitive. Right, and so. I think that's going to hurt a lot of uh, wanna, wanna, wannabes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really, 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 really difficult um, for people who don't know how to play the game, who, who don't know how to play that game. Because in China, startup and entrepreneurship is a really, really different beast. Right. Uh, you really have to have a really good idea and the capital behind it and the execution mm-hmm. uh, to, to flood the market before everyone else does because right. even after you flood the market there will be 50 other well the uh, second anyone yeah. smells success or right. opportunity right. they come running and this right? becomes like, irrational so yeah. there's there's a certain sense of bubble from my eyes uh-huh. uh, with that and I think that's a problem because um, once there's a bubble and it, it pops people start to panic and withdraw mm-hmm. and I think that's going to happen on the way here I was thinking about that with uh, corporate 
relationships with startups, right? A lot of companies are starting to have their own incubators, right. starting to uh, collaborate with startups, and that's cool. And they need to because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get eaten, right, by some of these other startups. Yeah. But because of the nature of innovation and entrepreneurship, a lot of these things are gonna fail. And if they don't realize that most of these things are not gonna work, uh, then that's gonna cause a lot of harm to the whole industry. Mm. And so the industry of innovation, entrepreneurship, and so there's gonna be a withdrawal from that. Mm. And that's gonna be a, another five, that's probably 10 years out. So what, that's like, my prediction. In observing that, like, yeah. what's the alternative? Like, that's right. Do you not do? Do you the, not the chase? Do you not? Is no, it's already happening. We want to make that happen more. Uh-huh. But the twist to that is making sure that you're learning. You're gonna fail and you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna lose a lot of money. All but right. if you don't learn anything from that, if you don't get new capabilities and then you bring them onto your team, you bring them into your business, mm-hmm. then uh, then that's the ultimate failure because you don't know which one of these ideas is going to hit. Yeah. You can put a lot of money behind it, but if you don't get that skill and then use it somewhere else and try again, yeah. you can, you know, once you fail a startup, you take those skills and bring it into a company and you have steady money for the rest of your life. That's cool too. There's no, there's nothing wrong, nothing with, wrong that, with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's on an individual level. Yeah. On a company level, if they fail, there's a lot more like, uh, consequences, yeah. right? And they don't think about the learnings. So that's why I'm really, really, I want to preach that two right. companies uh, do that do the incubator work with startups start your own in, uh, intra- entrepreneurial projects yeah. but make sure you learn and keep those capabilities right. build the capabilities and then deploy some of those solutions that you have from those uh, incubations what I mean I, I feel like a lot of listeners of this show in particular are probably outside of China mm-hmm. interested in the cool. startup at scene and, and potentially thinking of coming here and stuff. And what kind of advice would you, let's say their mind's made up, right? Yeah. So they're coming mm-hmm. um, to be involved in the startup tech mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, two or three pieces of advice that you would give them to help improve their chances of having a good experience here? The most obvious one is you can't do it alone. So if you don't have a, a local partner, you're fucked, right? Uh, and, and it depends on what your business is. Okay, fine. Yeah. Right, but even if you want any scale, and if you really want to do anything, why, like why do you want to come to China if you don't have a local partner and impact the local market? Right, right. If you think you can impact the local market by yourself, uh, good luck. I can't. I can't change you. I can't help you. Right. You know that's it's really really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have a local partner to create the local relationships to start to cultivate uh, the local market. That's ground one that's that's uh level step one yeah. step two is you're gonna fail so get your second project ready <laughs> that's it so just yeah all right if you're gonna come come get that out of the way uh-huh. you know and load up to the second uh load up your second chamber and sh- get ready to shoot yeah that's the because i i really don't think it's it's a, a good play yeah it's really really competitive there's the, and being a foreigner I'm I'm Asian Chinese or American born Chinese. My parents are from Hong Kong, so I don't speak Mandarin. Yeah. Uh it's a stark disadvantage Huge. even for me. Yeah. Right? And of course, all right, there's the white privilege here and yeah. the foreign privilege. 
that only gets you so far, and it's not even that privilege anymore. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, it's just you dropping know, Yeah, the value is like, oh, shit. And, you know, we all see that, right? And Here, the correlation between it. my Chinese studies is <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, you're, opposite, you're right? Smart, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. But even with your great Chinese, there's so much we're missing, sure, right? Sure. And that's, that's yeah, look, look, really, Chinese, really tough. You know, like, I find the Chinese... Uh, you know, Chinese mm-hmm. people that I interact with, friends, business associates, stuff, generally very welcoming, yeah. very like cordial and right, all that kind of right. stuff, but you'll never be one of them. Right. And that's like, you know, that's just something you have to accept. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean don't come. Mm-hmm. It means know that in your interactions with mm-hmm. them. Know the limit to which your relationship with them is going to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and know what you can do with mm-hmm. that bandwidth like with that that much space right right right. and it may mean you're not going to make the billion dollar company here Mm -hmm. might build a 50 million dollar company or might (laughs) that would be already yeah might build a company (laughs) that you just really love doing in it and Mm -hmm. you carve out your own little corner right but like and you know that's not a condemnation of the chinese at all like i said like i find them to be some of the friendliest most generous people i've ever come across right it's just that you know, for various reasons of how their culture has developed over thousands of years and particularly yeah. over the last hundred years, right. like they have a very kind of us, not versus, but right. us and then there's everyone else yeah. mentality, way of seeing the world. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I feel that's fairly true. And it's like as a foreigner, I, I doubt you'll ever crack that. Mm-hmm. You'll think like you'll marry into a you know, <laughs> Chinese family and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but you'll always be like, a bit of an outsider mm-hmm. and and i don't know i think i just so think I that's think, the way you know, it is the step three then continuing this idea yeah. is uh it's really uh oscar said it, oscar ramos you know from uh, china accelerator i haven't uh, met but I okay yeah so he that. he had a, a a video on c i think cnbc or cnet or whatever some 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 western media yeah uh a month ago asking the same question so i'm just stealing from him yeah and he says what's your special advantage if you're going to come you know make sure you know what your advantage is because right. you're not gonna there's it's gonna be really slim yeah so figure that out and pl- you know play the hell 100%, out of it 100 100 you know? and like the just being yeah. white advantage you know <laughs> that white, might be I mean, it like but foreign. hopefully you have a whole lot more yeah, than yeah, that yeah you gotta you yeah. gotta have more than that but <laughs> I, it, it's a it's a very good point because like there's the thing we just mentioned yeah. and then the thing we mentioned uh, like 20 minutes ago which right. is like you i mean it's very unlikely you're going to outwork or compete these people on their own soil forget it right cuz yeah. like they know the ins I, and outs i find it like funny we i've made this correlation or this comparison on the show before but yeah like the whole Silicon Valley startup dream where three uh-huh. three or four people <laughs> live in the same apartment and eat ramen noodles yeah. every day and that's right. roughing it right that's where they're com- like they're that's coming funny, from yeah. way worse than that, right? That's luxury. Right, Wait, right. we only have to share the apartment with four people. We get to have like yeah. you know ramen noodles. It's right, like right. so like they they were born into the grind uh-huh. almost, uh-huh. and now that like the opportunity to make something mm-hmm. of themselves and apply that determination and work yeah. ethic yeah. is like so obvious. Super cool. They're 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 into it. So yeah. like you said, yeah. like you better have mm-hmm. something Bring something, something unique. really good. Yeah. You know? But still come because it's going to be an amazing society here. I I think that's developing. Yeah. Last Set question up for the next twenty years. Yeah. build those relationships. Figure out what that might be, you know, and, and work at it. Yeah, it's going to take a while. And the last question on that is, yeah. um, what are you excited about in the next five to ten years here in China? It can be more than one thing. It can be in relation to the work that you are doing or will be doing. You know, I'm really curious to see how uh, the the startups here become global 
and how they start to influence the other way. Right. Uh, I think we're already starting to see that. But what's that going to look like on scale? Yeah. Right. In five years, when there are so many more of the startups and the ideas that are being um, exported out, yeah. for lack of a better word, um, how is that going to affect the rest of the world? And and will they have the same? Will will China or uh, the culture in general have the same kind of arrogance that we have in America, where we think we're we're the best, right? right? And I think because if you do have that, it causes a lot of issues. Sure. And if you don't have that, well, it's kind of hard not to have it when you're actually you know a leading economy and influencing and and dominating dominating. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you could you could talk about the uh, sustainability uh, startups and the ecosystem here that's starting to emerge, especially with the Paris uh, yeah. Treaty or whatever it was called, Paris Accord. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's a huge opportunity for China now. Yeah. And so in five years, that's really going to take to fruition. Yeah. Um, and then in the West, that's going to be a little bit lower. So there's a whole power play that I'm really curious about and how that's going to affect the global view of, of each other. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting answer because... You know, a lot of the the CEOs and founders of kind of larger companies that I've spoke to on this uh, podcast who have witnessed, you know, Internet 1.0 in China yeah. when like Groupon and e- uh-huh. eBay and Google uh-huh. and all uh-huh. these people came in, like they did have that kind of arrogance. They yeah. were like, well, we're the big, we're yeah. the big shit all yeah. over the world. Right. We'll just come to China. We'll send some of our top guys over there. Bob's your uncle. We're, ac- <laughs> we're accessing another billion people, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, basically, the road is strewn with the carcasses of <laughs> foreign tech giants right. that tried to make it in China right. and just got their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. And very few have actually succeeded, right? Like, mm-hmm. very few. Beca- yeah. and, and, like, and the Chinese ones came up, and they're always better at developing products and services, localizing yeah. for, for the people. Um, but, I, but I wonder if, like, like you're saying, will right. they be sm- how will they approach it? Will they be mm-hmm. smarter about it or mm-hmm. whatever? Like when they when Alibaba and stuff makes bigger pushes into the U.S. Mm-hmm. and Europe, like mm-hmm. what will that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, because they're already doing it, but sure. like visibly, yeah, exactly. Right? Not they're already investments making investments and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, and we, we were talking about jobs and stuff before. Like, uh-huh. will it not be a lucrative industry to be someone who localizes in the reverse, mm-hmm. localizes mm-hmm. Chinese companies mm-hmm. for broader right. global expansion? Right. Right. Because there is a big cultural divide, yep. Yep. and having a huge bank account. And a massive existing user base right. gets you so far, right, but right. it doesn't help you localize in France mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing about the Western market. Like mm-hmm. in, in China, it's, right. it's very homogenous. It's right. like one thing. Right, right, but if, right. you know, if you're trying to go to the US and Canada mm-hmm. and South, South America and all these different places, mm-hmm. like the, that's the game that yeah. you know, the, the Western big tech companies right. have been playing for the last 10 years. Like right. They've been figuring that out. So. It'll be interesting to see how the, the Chinese giants do it, right, right. and maybe anybody who's listening who like <laughs> wants to be a part of it, like I'm sure they'll need some it's help in, in bridging yeah. the gap. And but they're not going to trust you just because you you say you can do it. Right. You have to you have, have, to have shown the track them. record. That's the beautiful thing about Chinese people and Chinese businesses. Like they always ask, ask like, "What's your case study? What have you done? Right. Show me the proof." Yeah. Right. And 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 a lot more than a lot of other um, companies. And so start now, like you said. Yeah. You know, start to build that up. Yeah. I'm hugely appreciative of the time I, I, and everyone I know it's been 90 minutes, but you, you know how we do here. Um, any last comments? And if not, where can people get at you if they want to, you know, hear 
sure. see more of your content or hear more about what you're doing, Proto. Uh, yeah, on WeChat, we're uh, Let's Make Great, all one word. Uh-huh. Uh, WeChat, uh, sorry, Let's Make Great.com or Proto Start.com. Proto, P R O T O, is uh, is the name of the game. It's on Kickstarter. You can still find it on Kickstarter and that'll link you up yeah. uh, to all our other places. And that's mainly it. Or you can just email me anytime, Brian at Let's Make Great.com. Cool. Well, man, thanks again. This Thank is you. a really fun chat. I'm sure really we'll uh, do it sometime again in the future, whether sure. on, on uh, mic or off. But uh, I really appreciate the time. Same I know it's, you're busy. It's Thursday night, so uh, let's get out of here. Peace. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tech in Shanghai podcast. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Tech in Shanghai for everything tech from Shanghai and China. See you next time.